Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Listen, I'm, I'm really excited to teach this. How many how many's been having uh, good prayer times during your fast? How many's been maybe experiencing? You know, I, I'm experiencing that this week is that uh, there's, a, there's an open door, but there's many adversaries. I've been experiencing some advers- adversarial work this week, but, you know, I think it was Abby that said when we were praying this morning, like, that's, that's how we know that we're on the right track when the enemy is resisting us. So how many know we win? Amen? And so I, I'm sure I've never taught this. This was something new I got in prayer this week about prayer. I love the aspect of prayer. I, I tell you what is the real thing as a, as, a, as a man of God, just as a Christian, my thing is to keep my prayer life fresh, to keep my, my prayer life active. To, I hate when it becomes duty. Don't you hate when, it, when it, like, you feel like you're just going through the mechanics of a prayer list, but you're not uh, experiencing any, any breakthrough? I'm not talking about just feelings. It's not, because it's not all about feeling, Amen. Your prayer life is not just about feelings, but about really experiencing getting traction in your prayer life and going ahead in your prayer life. And, and I, like, I like, you know, Abby said something when she was speaking a while back about being as a new Christian when she came here and, and uh, good messages and things that she heard that were really, really good, but, but the practicality of how to do them, uh, sometimes it, it, it escapes us in the church. And today, I believe this is, this is really... Um, really nuts and bolts, but I pray that God will enrich your prayer life today. I mean, c- come alive in your prayer life today. Um, I think you, and it's it just simply, I titled it, How to Make Sense of Prayer. How to, and, and see, I know anybody, like even from football, I know that you go back to the fundamentals. When you're struggling, you always go back to the fundamentals. And I always go back to the fundamentals of prayer whenever I feel like I need refreshed or I'm struggling in an area that I go back to the fundamentals. So I'm going to talk about that, making sense of prayer today. So let's pray, okay? I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to just, just let him have his way today in this place. God, I just thank you. God, for those that are here, those that are home that couldn't be with us, we know that uh, the roads are crazy, the weather's crazy today, but we're thankful to be here, to be speaking, to be sharing the gospel. Lord, we just we ask that you would just empower us to pray, spur us to pray, strengthen us to pray, and then we would really pray powerful prayers and see results in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, last week I talked about, from home, I just did a little Facebook. How many got to see that on, on our position in prayer? And so I want to, again, talk about some uh, practical things. Statistics show a lot of Christians believe in prayer, but they spend little time in prayer. I think there's many reasons. One, people don't have a relationship with God or they don't know the power of prayer. It seems to be something that we've not got a handle on like we need to in the church. One of the most exciting things about this church right now to me is our Wednesday night prayer. When we, have, when we have 22 to 30 people coming to prayer every Wednesday, that's an awesome thing in a church this size to see that many people come into prayer. I see churches of 500 maybe get eight people for prayer. So what we're seeing is we're creating a culture where we don't just talk about prayer, but where we pray. And I want to say that the best way to learn to pray is to pray and get around people that pray. I always say if you get close enough to the river, you're going to fall in. 
Same way with the things of the Spirit. If you get close enough to the river, you're going to fall. Eventually, you're going to fall in the river. And that's the way prayer works. You'll eventually fall in. But what, what I want to help today is with people that feel nervous to pray in public. And I'm going to, we're going to break down some barriers. Amen. Am I going to get you all up here to pray? No. I'm just, don't, just relax. Just relax. Just relax. You know, you're going to want to pray for people. Now, we may, we may, after we get off live stream, we may activate this with each other, but I, I just want to break down some even religious strongholds because sometimes we pray things we heard that were good prayers, but why do we pray them? Okay, so um, people don't feel, a lot of people don't feel adequate to pray. How many's ever felt inadequate? Come on. I not only felt inadequate, like when the first time I prayed, somebody said to me, you don't sound like a professional. <laughs> And I got all tore up about that. And then the Lord said, I don't want you to sound like a professional. <laughs> you know, he wants me to be Mike, right? He wants you to be you. So some have just never been taught how the kingdom works. And I believe the number one reason America's in the condition it's in is, first of all, it's a lack of prayer and action. Prayer and action. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. How many's heard that scripture mentioned a lot in the last years, last five years even? You know why? When, when, listen, listen to me. God showed me this nugget in prayer. When God says something to the church over and over again, it's not because God's forgetful. It's because the church isn't hearing. Amen? So that's why I don't have a problem preaching the same thing over again sometimes, because because God, when, when, when God's saying the same thing over and over again through many streams, it's because his people aren't listening. You know what my heart is? Awakening and revival. We need awakening and revival. And this week I was crying out to God and I said, God, how much, how much is the American church going to be able to sleep through? Like, how far is it going to go before the church wakes up? How far is it going to go? How far is people going to be able to sleep? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. But I'm crying out to God for revival and awakening because we need to awaken because now is the time. Amen? So when you understand the power of prayer and the beauty of our relationship with God through prayer and how things work in the kingdom, we, we would be crazy not to pray. Now, last week I left off at, at the house with Hebrews 11 and 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We have to have that posture in prayer. That's a position in prayer. We believe that he is. We believe that he's hearing and we come to him and he's going to reward us with answers. He's going to reward us with his presence. So prayer is not supposed to be a formality. It's not a duty. I've heard people say that I'm too busy to pray. From experience, I want to tell you this. You're too busy not to pray. I feel like in my spirit that we should cover our families and our church every day, like Psalm 91 prayer, that we're in a place of warfare in this world where we need to continually cover our families every day in prayer and our church people every day in prayer, the people that we know. You know, you know when we have prayer, it's a meeting with God. Now, how many has got a meeting or a doctor's appointment you've got to make this week? You know, if you've got a meeting or a doctor's appointment you've got to make this week, we need to treat our prayer time like a meeting that we have to make every day, okay? We're, we're seeing the one who has unlimited resources that we can meet with him. You know, Kenneth Hagin used to say this, the Lord told him, no one longs to fellowship with their children more than I do. 
And no one longs to bless their children more than I do. God longs for fellowship with us, no matter what we feel. So two big reasons our prayer life is a dud, okay? This is practical. Number one, we don't understand prayer. Or number two, we don't understand who God is and how he works. Okay, do you know everything about how God works, Pastor Mike? No, I don't. We won't under, ever understand how, everything how God works, but his word, the Bible says that his word gives us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. So he tells us what we do need to know for it to work. So a lot of people don't, don't get results in prayer because they don't understand how the word works, but the word will work for you. Okay, you with me? How to make sense of prayer. Okay, I'm getting into the message now. Hebrews 4.16, this is where I want to go. Hebrews 4.16. I'm going to turn there, I think. Okay. Um, if you've got your Bible or you're with me on, on the phone, I want, I want to just look at this scripture a little bit. Hebrews 4.16. Um, I believe today's either going to get you on track or it's going to get you back on track with praying. Okay? How many know we, sometimes we get off track and we all need to get back on track, like in our prayer life? Hebrews 4.16. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed, or 14, I'm sorry, I'm starting in 14. Seeing then that we have a, a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but is in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I want to just key in on this phrase, okay? Coming boldly to the throne. I'm going to talk about getting in the throne room of prayer. The throne room, if you want to look at it, is like if you want to just, just pertain it to our Father's living room. I want you to see it. I want you to imagine that, that coming into prayer as a child of God, you're, you're a son and you're a daughter right? And, and I want you to see this, the, the practicality of this. If you began to look at the throne room of God, now we know it's a holy place. We know that, that it's a place of fear of the Lord. It's a place of reverence. But we also know as, our, as children, we have the right to come boldly into the throne room of God. Today, I pray in your prayer life that you would begin to see something totally new that would take you into, into a place of, with God, like you're in God's living room, when you begin to pray. And his living room is not our, like our living room. His throne, his throne is not like our living room. But if, we, if we, we're talking about God, and when you come into God's living room, I just feel his presence right now as I say this. When you come into God's living room, it, 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 changes, it changes the whole uh, essence of your prayer. It changes the whole image of your prayer life. It changes, it changes the whole makeup of who you are and who God is and the way you pray. And it takes all the nervousness out of praying. It really does. There's, 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 a, there's a comfortable feeling that we have when we're in God's presence. I don't know about you. In my whole life, when I was a heathen and running from God, it was like, I told my parents, the first time I ever really got in the presence of God, whew, feels like it does right now. It feels normal. It's only, that's the first time I ever felt normal. I never felt normal my whole life. I always felt like 
a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. But when I came to Jesus, and when I got in his presence, that song, all the shame, why would I carry my shame? Why would I tend a grave? He's given me life. He wipes it away. There's a place. See, and as we fast, you know, this is the benefit of fasting. As we fast, we get more sensitive to that place in God's living room, in God's throne room. And some people might not like me explaining it that way, but I'm just telling you, that's how comfortable God wants us to feel in his presence because the world's a rough place. How many know the world's, a, it's, it's wicked, it's evil, it's a harsh environment. But we're called to be light and salt in that world. But the only way that we have the strength to be salt and light in that world is, is when we get in, when we come from a posture where we've, we've made sense of being in the throne room of God, then we can go out. And that's the way the Lord wants us to meet every day, is to, be, is to enter into not just our prayer closet, but to enter his throne room. We should, we should never, I want you to write this down because this was just such a, such a good little simple nugget for me. We should, if you're nervous praying in front of people, and again, I'm not just trying to get you there, but we should never pray as if people are listening. Never. Never pray like people are listening to you pray. It's not for them. That's freeing, isn't it? Now, if you're not free of people, I can't do anything about that. But I'm saying, this is, the, this, is, this is what makes sense of real... This is praying that gets results. We got a lot of children we're praying for right now. This week has been a lot of children. We're praying for um, a, a baby, uh, Oakley, uh, this morning um, that needs, uh, you know, problem with infection and breathing, just a newborn baby. We're praying for Jude. We've prayed for Jude many times. Jude, Jude needs healing with, uh, he's got some uh, bed sores and some uh, kidney stones and some things. And we're praying for Jude. We're, we're praying for Levi here at the church. We're praying for all these children. What I want you to picture is when you've got, when you're called on to pray for them by yourself. Like you, you have to come from a position when you, when you pray like if we're praying for whoever in this church, if there's a prayer line and, and you're praying for somebody, you, you don't ever need to pray as if people are listening. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.